Okay, alright, okay, so we're gonna start this show off. Let's get into it. <clears throat> Sorry for the delay, but um no, I have to take care of some things. Alright, let's get into this first one. Steven Crowder, divorce. Alright, I'll talk radio live in 4K. Been living with a proverbial boot on my neck for going on years now. Uh, Since 2021, I've been living through what has increasingly been a horrendous divorce. Now, let me say on the outset, to be clear, there is no infidelity, any kind of physical abuse at all on either side. And no, this was not uh, my choice. My then wife decided that she didn't want to be married anymore. And in the state of Texas, that is completely permitted. It's been the most heartbreaking experience of my life, what I consider to be my deepest personal failure. And just so you know, my opinions on parenting and families have not changed. Um, I've always believed that children need a mom and a dad, that divorce is horrible. And I still believe that children need a mom and a dad and that divorce is horrible. But in today's legal system, my beliefs don't matter. In Texas, divorce is permitted when one party wants it, period. So for well over a year, uh, well over a year, in the best interest, as well as physical safety of my children, we've decided to keep this issue private and to resolve it uh, privately with the appropriate attorneys. The thing is, though, you're bringing it up um, on social media where millions are seeing your business. That I don't understand. What have you, legal jargon. Now, in all this, one thing I want to be really clear about is certain. True North here is that my children are blameless, completely without fault. And so we decided to resolve these issues privately as it's in their best interests, uh, both emotionally and physically, to do so. Now, the other issue is, and this is something that I've kept private for likely far too long, um, Many other people knew about this behind the scenes. Some, not all, but some of them in positions of power, influence, leverage, knew of this. I also knew that the safety of my children included keeping it private. So if you're familiar with the idea of extortion, then you know the feeling well. Uh, Now, some of these threats were so thinly veiled that I'm frankly surprised you didn't all guess immediately. Steven has a lot going on, I guess is the best way to say it. He has a lot going on, and that should be clear because people don't do stuff like this if there's not a lot going on in their lives. I would like to implore my audience and everybody that isn't paying attention to this situation not to condemn him, but to pray for him. 
Sometimes people need a prayer. Sometimes people need a scripture. You know, Stephen purports to be a Christian. I am unsure at this moment if, if it is my place to say more than that. You know, maybe if I feel in further defense, something should be said, or maybe if I feel that the public has a right to understand certain circumstances. How much you don't have a right to privacy? Now, some... But you're putting this out on the internet. I don't get that. I don't. That's what I don't get about him doing this stuff. I mean, certain things have to be kept off social media, all right? It's not like, you know, your your wife put this out there, you know, but you're doing this. You're putting it out there. Why not keep these things to yourself? Okay. That's what I have a issue with. Okay. You're monetizing your divorce. Maybe this is kind of some selfish, you know, narcissistic way you have. That uh, is kind of the reason why you are getting this divorce, okay? Putting your divorce on the internet. Okay, that's kind of, it's, that, that's, that's kind of cringe. Other uh, issues have been, uh, or I should say, uh, inferences have been more pernicious behind the scenes with, demands and threats to use this information that they believe would be uh, so publicly embarrassing to me and my wife at a difficult time that it could be used, knowingly putting my children in harm's way. So to those self-styled Christians, conservatives, and allies, well, not in my book. Now, if you find yourself, I don't want to get into details, so this is going to likely be the only time I have to address this or want to address this. If you're asking yourself, hey, did X person or did Y person know? The answer is likely yes, which will be made alarmingly clear. He's getting mad again. Why are you getting mad by putting your personal business on front street and you're mad at other people? Come, Candace Owens, that's what she does for a living. You're both people who like to talk about politics. This is what you do. Okay. You're content creators. This is what you do. You can't get mad at her for that. as this process of discovery continues. Uh, and it also, by the way, makes me that much more appreciative of those who did know about this and in understanding the best interests of my family, my children, kept their word and used discretion. Uh, I can't thank you enough, sincerely. Where's the discretion with you putting this on the, on the internet? You're talking about discretion, but you're here on social media talking about you're getting a divorce. I appreciate it, won't forget it. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, I loved a woman so much that I married her. A woman who, despite all of this, I still love as the mother of my children. And she wanted something else for her life. That's not my choice. She simply wanted out, and the law says that that's how it works. Now, of course, look, I get it. There are multiple sides to every story, but one thing that is undeniable uh, in this case is that it's no one's fault but my own in that I picked wrong, and that's certainly not the fault of my children. And uh, I will say that what's in the best interest... That's not making it work. That's not making it any better, okay? I picked wrong. What you're saying to your children, I picked the wrong mother, so therefore we were wrong to be born? 
Uh, hmm. This is bad. This is really bad. Interest of my children um, is not internet drama, speculation, certainly not blatant or veiled shakedown. It's not internet drama, but you're putting your drama on the internet. Contradiction, anybody? Or dragging their father or mother. And I can't be clear on that enough. Or their mother through the. You're dragging their mother by just saying, I picked wrong. I picked, hey kids, your mother, I picked her wrong. Therefore, you guys shouldn't be born. You guys were wrong to be born. That's what you're saying. Mud. And to anyone who tries it, I'm no longer going to pacify, capitulate, or sidestep because I love them a whole lot more than I love you. And I will continue. You love them a whole lot more, but you're putting them on the internet. This is not smart. Okay. This is this is not uh this is not good. This is not smart. Continue to do whatever is necessary to protect my children, discussing the divorce any further on social media or on this show or in any public space is not what's best for them. I'll be handling this through the proper legal avenues and channels available as a matter of record in which I have more than full confidence. So I'd ask that you understand the need for and uh, respect our privacy in what is obviously a pretty tough time. And I hope that none of this happens. Okay, this, this is just a bad train wreck. Why? Just why? Okay. Now, according to Amazing Lucas, there's things that he could allegedly could be in the closet. Okay. Well, the fact that he's been dressing in drag doesn't help. Okay. That doesn't help at all. Uh, I'm sorry, but that, that right there, look, there's numerous times I've seen that him dressing in drag is, that's cringe, man. Okay. And it just fuels the rumors even more that, you know, maybe the fact that he was coming out of the closet. Okay, that maybe she got, you know, she got tired of it. And this is her way out. I don't really like Steven Crowder due to his jokes about black farmers, Hennessy tree. One of his cronies said that. Um, I don't like the fact how he made fun of Asians. Okay. But. I am feeling kind of bad about the fact that he's losing his marriage. And I will say that I hope that they could work it out. Yep. There are marriages that have come back from worse, much worse. Okay. All right. On to the next one. Now I'm going to talk about Sherry Shepard. Fair use. Women, I don't want your husband at all. I just feel like if you know a single mother, can you send your husband to help us out a little bit? Like there's stuff that I didn't know about you. I didn't just make a plea to the married women. I don't want your husband at all. 
I just feel like if you know a single mother, can you send your husband to help us out a little bit? Like there's stuff that I didn't know about you. I didn't. Just now here's the thing, okay? For us, for for not for us, I'm not part of it, but let's say for single fathers, you know, um, for you, mar from you married men out there, can you send your wives to help us single fathers out to help us raise our kids? You know, can you help us with that? <laughs> you see the reaction to that will be okay. It it would it would be uh, um. You know, it, it's crazy. All right. You want married women to send over their husbands to help with another woman's kids, risking that husband falling into temptation to sleep with that single mother or for that single mother to seduce your their husbands and break up their homes. And they end up being single mothers. Do you see the madness here? This is insane insane this is how backwards the black community can be okay when it has people that who come from it and they do this type of nonsense all right you can never have a black man twist his mouth and say some nonsense like that you know as a, being a single father can you help us you know raise our kids you know can you bring your married woman over here to help raise our kids? I mean, it, it would be such a blessing, you know, struggling as a single father. That's immediate hell no. You, you crazy? No, just no. All right. Now check this out about Sherry Shepard, though. Check, check this this out right here this this is insane this woman's toxic and this is kind of some stuff that's kind of just you know just plain it's just plain sad all right what i found out one second here All right, it's loading. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. You know what? I'll just read the article. That's all. I'll just read the article. Okay. So here it is. Sherry Shepard betrayed me and worse, her baby. Surrogate lashes out at the view star for turning her back on now one-year-old Lamar Jr. who is growing up without a mom. Wow. Insane. When, Jesse Jessica, when Jessica Bartholomew agreed to be the surrogate mother for Sherry Shepard and then husband Lamar Sally, it was out of her belief that the couple would deeply were deeply in love and wanted a baby to make their family complete because Sherry could not have a child of her own. That wasn't the case. And now Jessica 33 in an exclusive interview with Daily Mail Online says she is furious with Sherry for betraying her and more importantly, little baby boy Lamar Jr., who is known as LJ, who turned one who turned one year old last month and is being raised by Lamar as a single parent. I will never help another mother have a baby. And angry Jessica told 
Daily Mail Online. Okay. Now this was um, this was in 2015. Wow. Maybe there's a re- there's a reason why some women don't have kids. Okay. There just is a reason there, and that reason could be the fact that some of these women are extremely toxic. They have they're damaged. They want a kid that like a puppy. That's what kid is. It's a puppy. It's some women they want kids because they know that that child will never challenge them to be better. That child will never. Um, that child will, will always have to be under their rule. And it's like a kitten to them. Okay. They could feed it. They could, you know, it will smile. He or she will smile and laugh. All right. Until that child starts to have a mind of their own. That's when the trouble starts and they don't want to be bothered. Cause then they have to deal with questions like, where's my father? Who is my daddy? You know, questioning their mother's behavior. That's when things go downhill for people women who are basically toxic okay sherry put me and my family through so much emotionally and almost ruined me financially so i will never trust anyone to go through that again i wanted to help her because she couldn't have a child of her own and it was supposed to be a beautiful thing but it turned out to be a nightmare Sherry, who has returned to The View as a lead contributor to the season has admitted that she wanted to have a baby not out of love but to save her dying marriage. My situation was a sense of I didn't state what I needed and what I wanted and what I didn't want for being scared of somebody leaving the relationship, she told People Magazine last month. There are consequences to everything, but I was scared. That's not going to work for me. I didn't. I don't want that. However, the mother who had her child said she knew nothing of Sherry's position at the time. If I had known that that this was Sherry's attempt to save her marriage, says Jessica, there is no way I would have agreed to this surrogacy since when has a baby ever saved a marriage? Never. Jessica explained, Jessica explained prior to sharing Lamar, she was a surrogate for another couple with twins and she loved it. So she was eager to help another family. Jessica went back to the same agency she had used before. And after being selected, she had a telephone conference with call with the agency Lamar and Sherry. We talked for quite a while, and by the time we finished, we had agreed to go into this contract. Sherry said she really wanted to have a child with Lamar because it would make their family complete. Mm. They already had Jeffrey, who is 10, her son from a previous marriage, and Lamar loved him unconditionally, but Lamar did not have any children, and she wanted him to have that experience. They were hoping for another boy, we use Lamar sperm, an anonymous egg donor. I received 25000 to be the surrogate, but ironically, because of a medically induced medical condition, I was out of work from May until October, so I really didn't have didn't make any money for this arrangement. I went, so I actually went into a hole. But the fifth month of her pregnancy, Jessica was shocked to learn that Sherry and Lamar's marriage fell apart amid rumors that Lamar was cheating. Which she, which he denies. Sherry cited irreconcilable differences in the court documents. That is sad. That little boy is so beautiful. All right, I'm not going to read anymore, but it just goes to show that she leaves a uh, she leaves a very bad image for single mothers. Okay, you had a child and you don't want it. Then you want to tell women who can have children but are toxic to tell women who are married and happy and have a family 
give us your married men to help us raise our kids. Let us help. Let us destroy your marriage so we could have a marriage with your married man. Basically, that's what it is. It's predatory lending, people. That's what it is. All right. And women, why don't ever, you know, black women who do this stuff or women, period, say, you know what, women who are single mothers, let's get back with the baby daddies. Let's try that. Let's get back with the ex-husbands. If it's not a life-threatening situation, okay, let's get back with the baby daddies, okay? Let's get back with the ex-husbands. Let's let's try that. Let's do that, okay? That would be that would make so much sense. All right? But they don't. They want to keep on making that mistake after mistake after mistake. All right? Let's go on to the next one. Okay. Next story is about uh, Ralph Narrow, um, the shooters. Uh, Ralph Narrow's, you know, shooter's grandson speaks about this grandpa who was the shooter. Now to Andrew Lester, the white homeowner who is accused of shooting a black 16-year-old, Ralph Yarl. He pled not guilty yesterday to two felonies. Lester told police that he was scared to death of Yarl due to his size. Now, Lester, who is 84 years old, was released on bond. He is due back in court June 1st. Prosecuting attorney said there was a racial component. That was a flimsy 16-year-old. There's nothing to be afraid of that 16-year-old. To this case. Miraculously, y'all is back at home recovering from his injuries after three days in the hospital. This is a picture of him taken yesterday with his lawyer, Lee Merritt. So joining us now is Clint Ludwig. He is the grandson of Andrew Lester. And we always like to get a perspective on the thinking of someone, someone who knows him, why they might do this. So, Clint, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Good morning. Good morning to you. So what is your reaction? What was your reaction when you heard that your grandfather shot Ralph Yarl for ringing his doorbell? Uh, I was disgusted. I thought it was terrible. Uh, we, my, myself and my family stand with Ralph Yarl and seeking justice. It's a, this is a horrible tragedy. It never should have happened. Folks are going to want to know why are you speaking out and apparently against your grandfather? Uh, it's the right thing to do. Um, this country happens over and over again where people get away with killing unarmed innocent black people. And it's a, I would have had the same energy for any other case like I've had over and over again in this country, like I said, but so it's the right thing to do. And people need to speak out and not making excuses for this kind of behavior and this violence. So you said for killing innocent black people, the prosecutor in this case has suggested that there was a racial component to it. Do you believe your grandfather is racist? Uh, I believe he holds, holds racist tendencies and beliefs. Why do you say that? Uh, he's just a stock American Christian male. It's uh, older, you know, that's just how they are. It's uh, the conspiracies and weird random 
racist things they say yeah, so, and it doesn't make sense but they're just scared now listen you're generalizing uh, a lot here about you said older christian white males <laughs> but what do you mean by that what do you mean they're scared talk to me more please uh yeah just uh i feel like a lot of people of that generation are caught up in this uh 24-hour news cycle of fear and paranoia perpetuated by some other news stations. And he was fully into that, sit and watch uh, Fox News all day, every day, blaring in his living room. And I think that stuff really kind of reinforces this negative view of, of minority groups and leads people to be a little, and doesn't necessarily lead people to be racist, but it reinforces and galvanizes racist people and their beliefs. Now, apparently, uh Correct me if I'm wrong, Clint. You said that your grandfather would say or do things uh, apparently that you did not subscribe to um, that caused you to distance yourself from him. Say and do things like what? That's right. Uh, a lot of it was the uh, kind of QAnon level conspiracies about election denying. And then uh, they got really weird with some some. Fauci dogs. I really didn't know what that meant, uh, but I would push back on some of this stuff and he couldn't handle being pushed back on. And at a certain point, we kind of lost touch. And uh, I think it was more of his choice than mine. Did he say or do things that you found offensive about minorities or people of color? Uh, yes, he would say some things. Um, I think he I can't remember exactly now all that happened, but I know he had something about, I had a really hot take about abortion and how something about black women getting abortions. And I didn't know what he was talking about, but I said, I don't really want to talk to you about this anymore. This is racist and it's dumb. So let's move on. And I, I pushed back and he didn't like that either at the time. So listen, uh, the Kansas City Star also spoke to your brother. Your brother's name is Daniel Ludwig. And he said, it seems like a bunch of mistakes in a row that resulted in a tragedy. I mean, a lot of mistakes all the way around. Unfortunately, if you look at the affidavit, there were actions taken that caused my grandpa's side uh, isn't being reported. Uh, and he is saying that your grandfather is not racist. He doesn't believe that. He can say that. I think he's running defense a little bit. I don't think he uh, sees him for you know, who he is. Did your, did your grandfather have a gun or, or more weapons in the house? Uh, they were all over, yes. What do you mean, they? They were all over. They were, he had them stashed in some spots and had a big locker full of them and but yeah, he was uh, ready to defend his home, as he would say. Considering the the recent history, I mean, is this a recent history that you found your grandfather? Is that why you pulled away from him? Has he always been this way, or is this something new? Um, I feel like he's been pretty conservative for a long time, which is fine. And but and feel like feel like in the last five or six years, it's really ramped up. Uh, he was a huge Trump supporter and. Between that and then the, the galvanizing that people have been feeling lately with the politicians and ideologues co-signing, you know, violence and domestic violence, uh, domestic terrorism, and even pardoning people who murder other people for differing political beliefs. Uh, I feel like all that stuff is really ramped up 
his um, his beliefs or radicalized him, radicalized him a little bit. I'm just wondering because because we had been covering these and I think that's why you have to you know you got these people who are boomers, all right, and they feel that you know the boomer whites they feel that they have a right to harm black people. They basically find a reason to. Not all of them are like that, but the ones who are like this, they want an excuse to kill black people. That's it. Okay. For so long, they have gotten away with looking at blacks and other minorities as subhuman. And he pulled the right one. And now he's going, he's basically could be going to jail. Okay. And Fox News and other alt-right conservative news media you know just as bad as the left um they can poison your mind if you don't get a balanced view if you don't um learn to look at alternative media and you try to get a concrete source you know have your own mind you may end up being brainwashed and do something stupid like this There are usually, not always, there are warning signs. You feel like the warning signs were there. That's why I asked. And then you're, you know, you end up doing something stupid like this. And now your grandson is going to tell everything about you or loved ones who actually care about you. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to make sure that you get the help being behind bars. Ask you if this is something that happened recently. Uh, I, yeah, I believe so. The warning signs were there. I wasn't shocked when I heard the news. I believed it. What did, and he, he did live alone? Uh, yeah, uh, up until recently, his wife lived there. But yes, he was living alone at the time. Until recently, his wife lived there. She didn't live there. She wasn't there at the time, no. She wasn't there, OK. What message do you have for Ralph Yall and his family, Clint? Uh, yeah. I'm, Proud of you, Ralph. Um, I'm so sorry this happened to you. I uh, I understand you're an amazing kid, and I think you're going to grow up to be an amazing man. And uh, you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, the outpouring of support that the country has shown to you, I, I think, is says more than I ever could say. And I'm really thankful for Sean King for for making this a national news story, uh, getting the and the people getting out on the streets and demanding attention. And Ralph, you just you don't deserve to have your life fundamentally changed like you had it and you deserve justice and my family stands with you. Um, have you reached out to the URLs? No, um, no, I don't really know how, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. So, well, I think that we'll make sure that they see this. Um, I, I just want to know, what do you, what message do you have for your grandfather? I really don't know what to say to him. I'm, uh, I'm really sad this happened. He uh, didn't need to do this. This didn't have to happen. Um, he didn't need to be scared of a young a young kid coming to his door at night. It's it's absurd. He needs to get his paranoia, and this isn't just for him too. A lot of people in the, in the world, the paranoia and atomizing the society is it's going to lead to some really bad stuff. And uh, we're not doing anything to fix it. We're just getting galvanized and staying at home alone. Clint Ludwig.
Unfortunately, you're going to have a lot of racist whites are going to call this guy and, you know, they're going to call him an N-word lover. You know, the hate's going to be real in the comments for any white person who's, you know, non-racist, okay, against whites who are racist. And they will think that this this 16-year-old deserved it, you know, even though the 16-year-old caused no threat to this man. All right? But that's just the world we live in. That's how it is. Okay? That's just how it is. All right. Let's get into the next story right now. Right. Child Protective Services, man. Child Protective Services is evil sometimes. All right, let's get into it right here. Rodney and Tamisia Jackson leave the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services in Dallas on Thursday after a visit with their daughter Mila. But the DeSoto couple is unable to bring her home. I feel hunted. We feel hunted. Why? Why? Because we're fighting now? Because we know we haven't done anything? Like, I, I, I refuse to go out without a fight. A fight that began soon after Mila was born in March. Three days after she was born at home, the couple was told at a doctor's office Mila showed signs of jaundice. According to court documents, a pediatrician called and texted, advising Mila to be taken to the hospital for treatment. Adding timing was important because, quote, complications could lead to brain damage. The CPS complaint says the couple was working with a licensed midwife and opted to work with her instead. The doctor called CPS. It was just typical, you know, it's, it's how the system always taps into people's lives, takes over without regards to concerns that the family has. The family's legal team says the original CPS complaint incorrectly listed another woman as Mila's mother. The incorrect name and CPS history were attached to Mila's in the documents. A spokesperson for CPS told NBC5 Thursday they were unable to comment on this case, but the name error has been corrected. The Jackson story has gotten the attention of local organizations rallying in their support. It's not just Mila, it's a lot of other babies that's going through this. Whether they're white, black, or brown, the color don't even matter. It's too many kids that's going through this system that's just been stripped away from good families. Families like theirs who want their child home. In Dallas, Lily Zhang, NBC5. I think this, this sucker's a money issue, though. I really think they're desperate and they do target black families. I think I think how that's how it goes. All right. Okay. Baby taken from Texas couple after home birth will be returned to doubt by a Dallas court. Sorry. Myla Jackson, the newborn taken into foster care by Texas officials in late March, will return home ahead of a scheduled hearing that was set for Thursday afternoon. Myla was taken into custody 
of the, the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services on March 30th. She was born on March 3rd, 21st in a home birth, but shortly afterwards she was diagnosed with jaundice. The family's longtime pediatrician did not believe that her parents, Tamisha and Rodney Jackson, were providing adequate care. So contacted the DFP, setting off a chain of events that led to Rodney Jackson's brief arrest and Mayla being put into foster care for three weeks. The Jackson's midwife, Cheryl Edinburgh, who had participated in the home birth, was providing care, they said. Initial court hearing had been scheduled for April 6th, but was postponed until April 20th. They did this because these people didn't do it the way they wanted. They didn't go to the hospital. They didn't let the child be born in the hospital. They wanted to have at-home birth. Okay, they the government really wants your kids. In a news release issued on Thursday morning, the AFIA Center, a Texas-based reproductive and birth justice organization that has represented the Jacksons, the Jacksons, the Dallas County District Attorney's Office made the decision to reunite Mila with her parents late yesterday and overnight. The, the district attorney's office said that they do not comment on cases involving the Department of Family and Protective Services. The Jackson's case made headlines nationwide, especially after it became public that the court documents authorized Mila's removal had different people listed as Mila's parents. It's still unclear who the people listed on the documents are. CBS News was not able to contact them and is not identifying them. Really, according to a news release from the AFIA Center, the Jacksons will be enjoying some personal time with their daughter and their two older children. A rally set to support the family during their court appearance today has been canceled. I'm happy that justice prevailed, and I am grateful for AFIA Center and everyone involved in the return of this baby. Edinburgh told CS um, CBS News on Thursday, I look forward to the actual giving her her first postmortem visit and celebrating her being home with her parents. Okay. This is... Disgusting, man. It really is. And they are targeting black families. This is the second family I've heard of that they have gone through this type of nonsense. Okay. After success, this is the timeline of events in the Mila Jackson case. After a successful home birth, the Jacksons brought Mila into their family pediatrician for what they called a newborn checkup on March 24th. Shortly after, pediatrician Dr. Anand Bratt called Tamisha Jackson and said that Mila needed to be brought to a nearby hospital for jaundice treatment. She said in a press conference, jaundice is fairly normal in newborns and can cause a yellow appearance. According to documents, Bratt told DF, uh, DFPS investigator that Billy Rubin test, which is used to find a cause of health issues like jaundice, showed Billy Rubin levels of 21.7 milligrams that he told DFPS was a cause for a lot of concern and could lead to brain damage. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics website, any level of over 20 milligrams in a baby of Mila's age at the time would mean the baby needed treatment. Okay. Edinburgh told CBS News that she saw the bilirubin levels as high but not criti critical. She said that the Jacksons had already ordered a blanket and goggles to provide light therapy, one of the options to treat jaundice, and were also planned to provide enhanced nutrition, another treatment option. Tamisha Jackson said that on March 24th, Bat told her he would call DF, DFPS if the family did not bring Mila to the hospital. 
Around 4 a.m. on March 25th, DFPS and police arrived at the Jackson's home, but were denied entry. And an hour later, officials came to the home second time, but were again denied entry. In a press conference, the Jacksons said they felt traumatized by those visits. On March 30th, officials returned to the Jacksons' home with a warrant. Documents show that a program director from DFPS approved Myla's removal due to her health being in immediate danger of serious long-term consequences. Rodney Jackson, who was not home at the time, was arrested upon his return. Court documents showed he was charged with one count of possession of drug paraphernalia and one count of preventing the execution of a civil process. The Jacksons and Edinburgh said that when Rodney Jackson was detained, his keys were taken and officials entered the home and took Mila from Tanisha Jackson. While Mila was in foster care, the Jacksons were able to see her in supervised visits. Edinburgh told CBS News the family's two older children were not removed from the home. Wow. This this is wild, man. This is wild. They put false drug charges on him too? Insane. Insane. But I hope they sue. Even though they got their baby, I hope that they sue. All right? Now let's turn to the story right here. All right, uh, about a a squatter at Trump Plaza, and Trump um, actually visited the squatter who was squatting at one of his plazas. Let's hear how that went down. Fair use, by the way. Okay, let's go. The mainstream news, but why? Hi, everybody. I am a squatter in Donald Trump's building, Trump Tower in New York City. As you can see, I'm in my pajamas. Uh, there's Central Park right there. And that tall building is the Essex House on Central Park West near 59th Street. I came in here about nine years ago and snuck in the building and just started occupying one of the empty rooms in here. By the time a housekeeper noticed I was here the next day, she called the manager and they called the New York City Police. who came up here and told me I had to leave or I would be arrested. When I told them I would not go, they contacted Mr. Trump over the phone and he came down here. 
instead of him evicting me off the property, he said that I can stay. And it's been eight years I've been here. Huh? Not only did he not evict me off the property, he makes sure that I get eight, three meals a day by room service and that I get a delivery of fresh flowers every week. Mm. So you people, not a bad guy at all. If it weren't for him, I'd be homeless. I'd be dead right now. I'd be in the street. I asked him how am I going to pay him back for all of this, and he told me I can pay him back whenever I get it, which is never. I have no idea why he did this for me. It's been nine years, and I've been here for totally free, and I haven't paid a dime. Donald Trump is not a bad guy. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. And everything I'm telling you today is true. Goodbye. So let me know what you think about that in the comments. What do you think about that? Does that change your view on Trump? What are your thoughts? Let me know about that. Okay. All right. So let's go into this topic right here. All right. This is about a transformer and going wild. This transformer is going wild right here. Okay. And you'll see why. Okay, and this Transformer is also having beef with somebody, too. Let's see. All right. You'll see their argument. I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. Do you see how bold they're getting now? Before they were like trying to have equality. And now they want the right to violate women's spaces. Make. This is a call to action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States that are scared. You see, this dude is publicly asking trans people to buy guns and shoot and kill everyone who tries um, to stop them from going into women's bathroom and nothing happened to him. If me or you were threatening any group of people online, the FBI would be here before tomorrow morning and I would be arrested. The trans community are the most protected class in society, yet they keep screaming, trans right, trans right, 
what rights are you talking about? No man ever in history asked to go to women's sports or vice versa. What you are asking for is not rights, Habibi. You are asking for privileges. You are asking for a VIP ticket to allow you to go anywhere you want, even if you are not allowed to go there, okay? Going into women's bathroom is not right. This is a privilege that you are not going to take. Go and create your own bathrooms and go create your own sport. <laughs> yeah, I said that this dude, he says it plainly. Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, but it's the facts. It's the facts, man. It's the facts. Okay? They're getting bold now. They were telling you they're going to kill you if you try to prevent them from going into a women's bathroom that they don't belong in. They don't belong. They're going into uh, women's locker rooms. Okay? They're going into spas, women's spas, and they have their junk out, and there's little girls there. No shame. And they want, to, I'm telling you, they want to take over women's spaces. They want to compete against women. That's what they want to do. All right? Let's keep going, man. It's, but a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, they just want rights. They just look what they're doing now. It's not about equality. It's about supremacy. And I'm telling you now, they're going to be at and there was an incident of a transformer woman attacking a woman in a bathroom. It's already happening. All right. But let's look at, uh, like I said, man, um, <laughs> a lot of the, the manosphere looks bad. MGTOW looks bad. Manosphere period looks just bad right now. They're just down bad. Really, really bad. Just, just take a look at this. Take a look. Hold on one second. It's, it's, it's coming. Hold on. Give me a minute. Yeah, it's here. Sad, man. It's just so sad. I got home from work today, and Emily shows me this, a pregnancy test she claims she took earlier today. She claims she's pregnant. And she this is an inanimate object, and this man is showing this on, tele on, on social media. Let's keep going. Showing already. We are going to have another kid. Emily, come on. Push. Push. I can see it coming. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Mom, mom, mom. Emily's having her baby. Can you please come help me? I don't know what I'm doing. Come on, push it out. This is insanity right here. Pure insanity. Reminds me of a guy on a deserted island and he has these talks to a coconut and he draws a smiley face on it. It's the same thing, but the guy's in civilization and he thinks this is normal all to cope with the pain of maybe he's been hurt by a woman or been the victim of paternity fraud. It ain't working. What am I going to do? It's uh, 
It's a baby girl with three legs. Oh wait. Never mind. It's a boy. Two legs. He's blessed like his daddy. Wow. There's no denying who the dad of this baby is. Daddy loves you. But well, here's my little baby. What's, this is like equip it's like a, a, a grown it's like a big grown man playing dollhouse. Okay? This is what it is. This and they try to rationalize this too. They try to rationalize having sex dolls. No, it's creepy, it's weird. No, mental health is important. Okay. And this is why the manosphere is such a such a joke because you let all types of people in, and then you try to justify. Well, he's not hurting anybody; he's hurting himself. He looks weird. This is a mental health crisis. This is manosphere in crisis. Okay, because a lot of these men they don't want to work on themselves to be better. You had a bad relationship, fine. You had a bad relationship, but you have you have a choice: either be by yourself. Or working yourself to to try again, but this is ridiculous. This is stupid. Careful, little fella. There he is. Look at him. Just like his daddy. He looks just like me. Don't he? There you go, little buddy. There you go. I mean, if you didn't know better, you would think we were twins. That's a little Shawnee right there. That's a little Shawnee. That's a black baby doll. What's wrong with you, man? So she's cheating on you too? Being cheated on by an inanimate object. Congratulations to the happy couple. Emily and Sean's new baby is adorable. He really looks like his dad. They both have the same eyes. I do not need a DNA test. I could tell by looking at my boy that he is mine. We are almost like twins. Everything about us are the same. You know, if for some reason he would have came out not looking like me, yeah, I would have considered DNA test. But Emily says it's my kid. I know. <laughs> That's not your kid. God. What's my kid? I was there when the kid was born. This is my boy. That's it. No DNA test needed. Emily and Sean got married on December 13th and the pair are getting along well. Even though it's not a conventional marriage, the happy couple don't care what people think. Well, yeah, she has a choice dating me. Why wouldn't she? You know, she also had a choice to get married to me too. We are married. And we have a kid. And that was all by choice. I don't make Emily do anything she don't want to do. You know, I've been saying from day one, if she wants to leave, the door's right there. All she's got to do is walk out of it. She has a choice in anything, everything she does. This is sad. This is so, so sad. And it's your men down bad, man. They're just, they're just down bad. Just nothing but old, just creeps and weirdos. Just giving away their money to feel justified and being hurt.
That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Let's talk about Tupac Shakur and his thoughts on police brutality. Let's get into that right now. Actually, the story that they were talking about is called Soldier Story. And it wasn't about killing cops at all. That's just what the media took, because you know they're going to take what they want. It was about somebody who was so scared of police brutality that he panicked when they pulled him over. They didn't talk about none of that. They just took what they wanted. The media generally has portrayed Tupac in basically a negative light. Your song, I Don't Give an F. I start the song out sitting in a paddy wagon and the cops are bragging about beating up another brother. What that shows is what the media on any day is able to show you about anyone's life. And in reality, people live their life on a day-to-day basis. So I feel like my job is to tell a story, the whole story, and I can't censor it. Whatever you say, censor it or making it right, it's still censoring it. You know, we all got to have the knowledge of what's going on, and that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, so you don't advocate cop killing? In Not at all. Case. I don't advocate violence in any way. I, I'm just, I'm just curious as to whether the song that he was listening to had anything to do with cop killing, or...? No, I'm, Not I, I just said I don't write songs about cop killing. But it did have the lyrics but don't six in there. of the songs on your album mention cop killing? No. Oh, that's they don't. not true. No, nope. all my songs talk true. about police brutality and self-defense. Now, that's something different. If we're going to talk about police, this man over here is in a really rough area, and he puts his life on the line every day. I got so much respect for him for that, but look, we have to live in the same neighborhoods without bulletproof vests, without backup, without um, walkie-talkies, without guns, without tear gas, without pepper spray, without batons. So now we have to fix the problem. I knew that that media is a machine that you either work with it or against it, so he worked with it. These people don't see it every no, day. No, but what I would no, like to see is wait, wait, for children in our country to have a better future than what you guys have. And that's not going to happen when he's repressing his generation and his people by saying they have no hope. What do you know about my people? I know a lot about what your do you people. Know about my people. <laughs> Just because you charity, give no, money, charity. wipe the guilt away does not mean you know about the young black no. man. What would you say is the answer to that? Violence? No, it's making music is what I'm doing now. It sparks dialogue, and that's how laws get made. Okay. Um, when it comes to this, listen. Uh, Tupac can make music all he wants. Okay, he could say that his music is inspirational. He could say that. He could say that. Doesn't mean it actually is inspirational. Okay, gangster rap is not inspirational. Just gonna say that it's not okay. To the suburb kid, you know, he got two parents most of the time, and he'll have parents that will check him and say, You're not practicing what you hear. Okay, he will have parents that will get in his butt and tell him or her that this is not the way, this is trash music, and they'll be put on a straight path in the hood, however, where majority of the time you're not gonna be raised with two parent home. You're not going to be raised in a well-meaning environment. Rarely do you come from a two-parent home. Rarely will you have a single parent, you know, whether it be a single father or a single mother, that will actually get in on your neck 
to do right and to stay on the straight path. Okay. And when black kids are listening to that music, that tells them get that fast money. That tells that young black girl, get that, uh, get sex, get money any way you can, even if it means selling your body or, you know, selling drugs. Okay. But I see the the real people in charge of the problem are the record labels who give these black rappers a platform to spew their filth. All right. These uh you know who they are. Okay. These execs who pump this stuff into black neighborhoods, but they make sure it does not get into their own neighborhoods. Okay. You know, some of these rap artists, they make sure their kids never listen to their music. Cardi B makes sure she doesn't, they, her daughter does not listen to her music. Okay. Madonna, I'm not trying to go off tangent here. But Madonna, she's an entertainer. She makes she makes sure her kids don't watch her on TV. That shows you that these artists know the power of their music and how it could affect children. But they still will want to get paid, okay, to do what they want to do. They'll poison your kids, but they'll protect theirs. Some of these artists are sending their kids to high um, highest class universities and good private schools where your kids are poisoned with this music and they're struggling to make it. Some of them don't make it at all. Some go to prison. And that's that. All right. And then you'll have, you know, some people getting mad and saying like, what are you doing, man? I mean, how could you be putting that out there? I mean, it's just music. Is it? Is it? Like I, I just explained to you, okay, that you have, okay, different cultures, different ethnic groups of people that listen to this music. One has um, an environment where parents actually give a damn about the kids, okay, and put them on a straight path. They feel that that music is affecting them in a way that will have them going down the wrong path compared to what you have in the inner city. Okay. Where I'm not saying all black parents are like that. You have those that are, you know, strong, single parents, strong, single fathers, strong, single um, mothers who are black or Hispanic and they're on their kid's neck to do right in school. Okay, not mess with the wrong crowd that is truly taken over by this rap music that Tupac has been spitting out to the youth. Okay, but the ones I've mentioned from the hood, those type of parents are far and few in between. You have parents in the hood that still want to be teenagers and still want to, um, and still want to be cool and hip friends with their kids mother and daughters okay and growing up in that type of environment as a black child listening to that ghetto music 
it provides no hope. Okay, there's a lot in Tupac's music that is very toxic. If you do the research, you'll find a lot of things about it that is very extremely toxic about it. Okay, you will. Now, Tupac got mad and said, well, you know, just because you give donations doesn't mean you know about my people. Okay. Here's the thing. People who grow black people grow up in the hood and they're accustomed to that rap music and hip hop music and stuff. It's bondage. I'm just going to be real. It's bondage. The sex, the reckless sex, drug dealing, the violence, the killing. I mean, DMX talked about how he would grape a, a great if your daughter's old enough. I'm a graper. He said that. Now imagine that type of music being pumped into a 16-year-old boy, a 13-year-old boy, a 12-year-old boy, black, minority, in the hood. That kid is a, is being groomed by that music to be a predator. Okay? Too bad may stand up for his music, but at the same time, you know, you're standing up for toxicity. And he may not know it, or he does that these artists are working for white supremacy and they are working for those types of people in the music industry, the executives, okay, that control their money. You know what I'm talking about? It's just a, it's a slave master relationship. That's what it is. All right. But that's all I got. Okay, I'll be doing current current events uh, back on it tomorrow. Okay, so that's it. I'm also on Spotify. Check me out there. Other than that, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Let me know what you think about the stream. What do you think about the topics I put out here? Let's have a discussion. What do you think about rap music? Is it detrimental to the black community? Is it uplifting to the black community? Was Tupac right in this situation or was Tupac wrong? Let me know. Okay. I am also going to be uh, putting up a live stream soon about sex work. Is it right? Is it wrong? Okay. Is it something that should be legalized? Okay. I want, I'm going to be getting people on the panel. Hopefully I'll get a panel. If I can't, I won't be doing it, but that's what I want to do. And uh, hope you guys will be there when I set that sucker up. I'll let it be known. Other than that, later. <laughs>